powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. It is the holiday season, Stephanie. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very festive. And, and if only our audience could see how truly festive it is here at the service center this time of year. Yeah, there's a lot of decorations on and there's actually even like fun hats that are circulating the service center right now. So we're having a good time. And this episode of the Juggernaut podcast is also going to be a very fun conversation. I think it's going to be fun. I, I am very much looking forward to introducing our guest to the rest of Gold Nation. So, so with no further ado, let's, let's just do that. Let's introduce our incredible and illustrious guest today. So today we have Jerry Martin, who is the corporate broker for one of the newest members of Gold Nation, Remax Northwest up in Washington. So Jerry, let's just get started. So as one of the, the newest leaders to Gold Nation, but a longstanding leader, and of course, a very experienced leader in the real estate field. Can you share a little bit of your background with the rest of Gold Nation and everybody else to kind of start to get to know you? Absolutely, Stephanie and Anthony. Thank you so much for inviting me to today's program. It really is an honor to join you today with Gold Nation. You know, I really feel I've been a blessed man all my life. I mean, it started out with having such wonderful role models in my core family. Uh, got humble members who served in the military, uh, teachers, artists, musicians, carpenters. Now that I think about it, though, there's no doctors. Oh, well. <laughs> I've always uh, taught uh, and strive to be my very best and really never let anyone uh, tell me I couldn't be successful in whatever I wanted to achieve. That was something that was instilled upon me from early childhood on. And I was fortunate enough to excel both scholastically as well as athletically in school, which then afforded me the opportunity to get full scholarships from numerous colleges across the country. But, you know, it was through hard work, a commitment, and a dedication to achieving my desired goals. That really did set the foundation for the rest of my life, and that was established, and it carries on through this very day today. So just great to be here Again, just to be a part of the Gold Nation family. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Again, uh, thank you for joining us today. We're excited to get into this conversation with you. And, um, you know, I know you were born in Philadelphia and then at some point moved to New Jersey. You talked about uh, the sports that you were a part of. But right now, you just mentioned two words that really uh, resonate with me. You said commitment and dedication. And I know right out of high school, you went into the Naval Academy. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But did the commitment and dedication, you know, kind of characteristics of who you are, were those born from the mentors and your your athletic background in high school and early school years? Or did that really come about when you got into the Naval Academy? Oh, no, I think it started earlier on. And again, that helped me get through some of the times that were going on back in the 60s. because I'm a pretty old guy, you know, so... Back in the 60s, and, you know, there were a lot of things going on in society, 
but I had some great uh, mentors, great uh, uh, people that were encouraging me through school uh, to stick with the learning and knowing then that college would be uh, a great opportunity for me to not just become a worker in life, but to get educated and have the better opportunities uh, to be prosperous in everything that I want to accomplish. And so, no, it, it carried on. It started with my family, as I said, uh, some great role models, as well as those that uh, encouraged me throughout my school. Wonderful. And so that, you know, those, those early years, those great role models and mentors, obviously playing a huge role in, in the man that you have become. And so, Talk to us about your experience at the Naval Academy, what you've learned there in leadership, and then how now in, you know, in your, in your current world today, now you're giving back and you're serving others and you're now being that mentor to other people in your life. Great question and thought. Thanks for giving me that opportunity. You know, I never really thought about joining the military uh, as I wanted to pursue a career as a corporate attorney. Uh, and I was committed to accepting uh, an admission to Fordham University up there in New York, which offered a, a great curriculum for me to follow. However, in 1969, due to the Vietnam War that was going on, college deferments weren't an automatic waiver within the military draft. And uh, unfortunately, my draft number at the time was number 51, which meant that was a good likelihood that I would have been pulled into the Army and headed to the front line. So I had been offered opportunities to attend any of the service academies, including West Point and Air Force, which then would give me the equivalent of getting a great education, while at the same time then serving the nation as an officer and a gentleman, truly by an act of Congress, mind you. And if you keep quiet about it, I have to let you know that the main reason why I chose the Naval Academy was because it was the closest to my then girlfriend in southern New Jersey. So silly me, right? But I got to tell you, it really was the best choice that I could have ever made. Even though my girl left me during my plea for my freshman year, <laughs> since we never really had time for each other then, because I got to tell you, during plea year, it's like being in prison. You don't get time off even for good active duty and good behavior. But anyhow, it was a great experience. But I have to tell you, it's the values there that I learned that was able to fine-tune things that I had already had instilled in me as a, as a young man, but they carried with me there while I was in the Navy to this very day. And some of those things were honor, self-discipline, fairness, commitment, fearlessness, dedication. And let's face it, when you're surrounded by a bunch of overachievers, as, as my fellow uh, midshipmen were, that list could become endless, but really all for the betterment of my own personal character building. I chose not to have a career in the military, but upon being honorably discharged from the Navy, all of those instilled qualities remained with me as I sought a civilian career. And again, I feel blessed to have had two other business accomplishments prior to this final chapter in my working life, and that is, of course, being a REMAX uh, member. But I was a former bank president in Southern California, and also I had the privilege of owning a very successful sports tavern here in Washington, which still is in business. But once I got interested in real estate as a way of being an independent entrepreneur, because I swore I would never want to work for corporate America again. 
everything that I had learned how to be a good servant just came naturally. And it's been a wonderful way of being fully engaged in the communities that I've had the privilege of living in and being recognized as a leader therein. Wow. You, you said some really, really impactful things there. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us and your journey. So clearly from your history and everything that, that you have accomplished, we, we take this element of service and dedication and commitment. And of course, you have been with Remax Northwest for a very long time. So definitely commitment is evident there. But I want to talk a little bit about how you took those prior careers. So both the military career, the bank president, the sports tavern owner, which we're going to have to talk about later. So I had not heard that part yet. But... Let's talk about it over a beer. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for not on the podcast. Okay, fair but, enough. But let's take those experiences. And I'm really curious how you you came upon real estate. And it's, it's funny. I got to say one other thing, though. I, I hear this commonality of um, people that have been bartenders or in that industry going into real estate because you enjoy talking to people and get engaged with people. And uh, Tim Yee, of course, that, that we talked to a few months ago on our podcast was a bartender and went into real estate. So just kind of curious how you came into real estate from that experience that you had with your prior careers. Well, it was interesting. Uh, with the bars at that particular time were sports taverns or whatever, and we were rated the number one sports bar on the east side. We had uh, a lot of the sports figures came in and firemen and politicians came in because it was an older group, which is nice because you didn't have all the people that wanted to pound down drinks and get stupid. But uh, it was because at that particular time, smoking was still allowed in the establishments, and unfortunately, smoking and drinking seemed to go hand in hand. And I was still very active in playing basketball, you know, local leagues and things. And I found as I was running up and down the court, I was breathing heavy. And, went, <gasps> and I thought, oh, I'm just getting old. You know, I just can't keep up with these kids playing. But then I realized after my annual physical, my doctor asked me the question. He says, Jerry, when did you start smoking? And I said, what? And he says, well, you know, your lung capacity is down about 30%. What's going on? And then I told him, he asked me what work I did. And I told him, he said, well, that's secondhand smoke that's getting to you. And that really was a deciding factor for me to get out of that business based on the fact that I've got two young men at that time that I was raising. And I wanted to be around to see them grow into the great adults they are today. So then it was a matter of I sold the business. And then now what? And so it was my neighbor, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ralph Ripley, who was a REMAX broker owner. And uh, he said, well, why don't you get into real estate? And I said, would you hire me? And he says, oh, no, REMAX doesn't hire rookies. You're kidding me. We want experienced brokers. So he said, go over to Windermere, work there for a couple of years. And then if, in fact, uh, you, you do as good as you think that you might be able to do, we might hire you. Well, it took six months, and I sat down with him one day. I said, man, they're taking all this money out of my account. And he looked at me and he says, you've done this so far? He says, quick, go down and talk to uh, the managing broker. I want you to come over now. And so it was just a matter of at that point, I made the switch over to Remax and never looked back since. So it's been a great experience for me. 
Yeah, that's wonderful, Jerry. And and now I think, you know, what, 27, 28 years in the real estate industry. And, uh, and, and you've, you've certainly, you know, weathered some market cycles. And we're kind of in a moment in time right now where the markets are, you know, changing and things are happening. And there's all sorts of, you know, fear-based headlines out there around recession and all these things that are, you know, kind of mainstream headlines, right? Um, right. And so when you talked about the values that were really instilled uh, with you when you were at the Naval Academy, there's a couple that I circled. I, I circled fearlessness and I circled self-discipline. And so when you look at today's market and you talk about a couple of these you know, core values of fearlessness and self-discipline and the others that you mentioned, you know, how are you instilling that into the agents that you're leading in your marketplace? Oh, good question. I'll tell you what, like everyone else, these these past few years have been a great challenge for everyone. You know, and with all the turmoil that surrounds us uh, on so many different levels, the one thing that is needed is trustworthy leadership. And so rather than panicking and, and adding to all the problems that others are dealing with, a good, solid leader, especially in today's market, needs to become that beacon of light, offering that calming sense of, you know, hey, you've got a problem, but let's solve it together. What can we do in order to help you to overcome whatever issues that you're dealing with? And so the things that I learned at the academy is, of course, being able to remain calm, be able to be that leader that says, by example, you know, uh, let's go ahead and get these things done. Let's move forward and, and work our way through this. And so as a leader, I can't even imagine how it would be to take any other approach than to assist others in overcoming whatever issues that they're facing that are pressing them and that depend on you to help them get through it. And so it really is, you know, a, a great privilege to be able to do so, but never blowing smoke. That is never making pretend you know what you're doing. If in fact a good leader isn't aware of, of how to help somebody, then they will get back to them in a timely manner after doing the proper research and the work that needed to get done. But granted, there's going to be limitations that what we can do, but my philosophy and something that was learned while I was at the school, why not give it your all from the start to the very finish? Right. You know, I, uh, as you're, as you're sharing, I'm thinking about, you know, my journey in the business and, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, hit 20 years in the industry, all with Remax. And, you know, oftentimes when I tell my story to agents, I always say, you know, yeah, I was a, I was an agent for the first decade. And then I got into leadership in 2013 and I've always kind of had this like line drawn of like, Hey, I was an agent. And then I you know got into leadership. But what I'm starting to realize is that, you know, every agent is also a leader in their own market. And they're a leader yeah. with the, the consumers that they're serving. And these core values that you're talking about, um, you know, self-discipline, fearlessness, loyalty, integrity, right? You're talking about qualities of a great leader. And every agent, you know, embodies many of those qualities within Gold Nation and their leaders with the clients that they're serving. And, you know, we're the ones that are entrusted, right, to help guide these folks through this marketplace and help give them appropriate information about the market and set the appropriate expectations for the transaction. That's leadership. Right, exactly. So let's talk about leadership a little bit. Obviously, your your leadership and your outlook likely has evolved over the years with experience and different things that have gone on. 
I'm curious if there's a moment in in any of the the industries or the careers that you've been in that really struck you as as kind of an aha moment or really helped to define who you are as a leader and, and that you might share that story with us. Ah, you know, I've continued my life's journey really by observing others, especially those that I've had the honor of working beside, who I also then believe to be great leaders. And so there's not really any particular person or any moment that stood out, but really by fine-tuning the qualities that I saw in others and then incorporating them into my own, quote, style of leadership, I'm convinced that it's made me a much better person. Unlike the leadership style that is needed in the military where you have to demand control, you have to demand the discipline. I'm a great example and supporter of the, the non-traditional leadership philosophy in business of being a servant leader, a servant leader, which is built on the belief that most effective leaders strive to serve others to enrich their own lives rather than to accrue power or to take control. And so as such, then I, I hope, at least it's my goal, to encourage the diversity of thought, uh, to create a culture of trust, uh, to maintain an unselfish mindset, and of course, try to foster leadership in others vis-a-vis our managing brokers, our office staff, and employees alike. Because again, setting that leadership by example is the best way ever to encourage others then to move forward and become leaders themselves. That's good. You know, um, Jerry, you're a, you're, you're such a humble servant and it's coming through on this, uh, on this episode of the podcast. And I thank you for sharing those thoughts and I'm going to take a sec. I'm going to brag on you for just a second. Is that, is that okay? I'm going to brag on <laughs> no. you just so, the audi- just so the audience knows, but I'm, I'm going to do this because I want you to talk about, you know, commitment and loyalty, because when I look at, you know, your, highlights and, and your achievements through the Remax network. Uh, I see, you know, amazing accomplishments, uh, starting with the Hall of Fame award, which for those that aren't uh, familiar with the Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame award, it's for individuals that have earned at least a million dollars in commissions during their career. And then most recently, the Lifetime Achievement Award with Remax, and those are for individuals who have uh, been affiliated with the Remax organization, organization for at least seven years and have earned in excess of $3 million in commissions. And you have achieved at the highest level, Jerry Martin. And so let's talk about that commitment and that dedication and the loyalty to the brand that you're exhibit, exhibiting you know, over your career to achieve at those levels. I, I appreciate that. And thank you. Don't brag anymore about me. I am again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like to talk about myself like that. But anyhow, thank you. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, uh, after, as, as most brokers, you know, you have many of opportunities. I mean, we're being solicited and we're being recruited constantly by other people. And, you know, I, I got to feel so blessed to have uh, reached the particular pinnacles that I have. But I got to tell you, the Remax brand, in my mind, is absolutely the best brand out there. And I've been asked to join other companies in leadership roles, whatever, and I look at them very nicely and I smile and I say, you know what? Thank you for the opportunity that you're offering me. However, if I ever leave Remax, 
will be the day that I leave the real estate industry. That's how much I firmly believe in it. And, you know, I, I believe also then not just the brand itself, that balloon gets a lot of attention, but it's the quality of the people that work there, the level of professionalism, the training that's offered, the, the marketing, everything that uh, becomes part of that brand, especially under the Remax Northwest brand that's now a part of Remax Gold Nation. Woo-hoo! You know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And so I'm really stoked with regards to now having the opportunity to even expand even further than where we are today. I love that. You're absolutely speaking our language. Uh, Myself, having been with this company for, for 25 years and believing with every fiber of my being that this is the absolute place to be for agents that are serious and are dedicated. And the things that you were saying, they make so much sense. They just resonate so much, especially as we talk about REMAX Northwest becoming a part of Gold Nation, because Gold Nation, we say, obviously not a culture, a community. And we're a community of agents that you just completely described, agents and staff and leadership that are dedicated to our communities, to giving back, to serving the consumer, and to working hard and being professional together. And you just explained that so, so well and so perfectly. So I, I really appreciate your perspective on that and, and hearing your dedication, obviously, to the brand and the organization all these years. Thank you. So I, I always have to ask, I love to ask this question of any of our guests because I've got quite, quite a reading list over here. But with your years of leadership and experience, I'm wondering if you have a favorite book or a favorite author or something that you might recommend to our audience that they could pick up and learn from additionally that, that has helped you? Sure. Well, you know, since we're staying focused on the industry itself, I, I don't want to get into personal books because that's a whole different mindset. But I have to tell you, as a person of color, uh, I would like to recommend to our audience to read an industry-related book that's called The Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America. And the author is uh, Richard Rothstein. It's a bit slow in reading and painful, but oh, so educational. And it really opens the eyes to a lot of the things that are historically uh, that the, we carry as baggage as a society. But you know what? There's never a dull moment in life, and these are things that help us to become stronger. So if you're not interested in necessarily reading it, you might want to get the audible version of it, uh, but I highly recommend that. And as a matter of fact, there are some company leaders uh, in other institutions that have even got it for their management teams to read and to understand and to get a better background. But I got to tell you, as a follow-up, uh, goes along with the idea of the idea of uh, servant leadership that I talked about. Uh, here's a book that was gifted to me by our illustrious leader James O'Brien. It's called "Setting the Table," and the author is Danny Meyer, which supports the type of leadership that brings such great results in the servant leadership style. Those are great recommendations. Thank you, Jerry. And so, you know, I got to ask after, uh, you know, so many accomplishments in your lifetime, certainly in your real estate career, you know, what's, what's driving you today? What inspires you? Where do you get your passion from at this stage of your career? 
Oh, passion. I love it. You know, I got to tell you, this may sound kind of corny, but if it weren't for the brokers within our organization that lean into me each and every day with their, their wants and their needs that they find challenging, then I got to tell you, I could very easily slip away into retirement, which I don't want to do, by the way. But, you know, they bring me great joy in my life and a great reason for me to get out of bed each and every day. And trust me, there's not a day that goes by that is ever boring because they keep me on my toes. But I still have such a great passion for this industry. I love helping people. I don't do so, I don't sell like I used to. Obviously, I, I've gotten out of that once I got into uh, leadership levels. And you give up certain things, but you take on other aspects that if I can help others to become better professionals, if I can help others to reach their goals in their careers, that is so rewarding. And I wouldn't give that up for anything. You are really the epitome of a, a servant leader, Jerry. It's really very clear from the things that you're sharing that are very heartfelt and very truthful. And you really just, just are that. I, I really appreciate you sharing everything today and being so open and willing to talk to us. Uh, before we before we sign off for today, wondering if you have any final thoughts or comments that you want to leave with the members of Gold Nation. You know, more than anything else, I just got to share with you, I, again, am so truly excited and feel honored to be a part of the REMAX Gold Nation leadership team. And, and I have to tell you, my feet are excited. I'm stoked. I am so much looking forward to the future because that future that we have in store is for everyone to be successful and be the best people that we possibly can be. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of today's program. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jerry, for joining us here today on the Juggernaut Podcast. It has been an honor and a privilege to just kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, I'm going to be in Seattle next week. I told you, go Woo-hoo! Niners. I'm going to the game Thursday night football. All right, you might see you might you, <laughs> you might see me in your city with a Niner jersey on. But hey, it's it's, uh, it's all fun and games. <laughs> I'm going to run you out on the rail, baby. Run you out on the rail. <laughs> All right, Jerry, appreciate you so much. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, chat with us here on the podcast. Uh, Stephanie, Jerry, Gold Nation, thank you guys. Enjoy the holiday season. We'll see you and talk to you next year on the Juggernaut Podcast. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.